right, we are live. Welcome to episode 513 of Python Radio. We're going to do this live. Everybody that's out there, uh, this is the annual breeding season episode. You know, we're just talking about how we do this every year. By um, request. You people request, request this. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes things change. Uh, sometimes we uh, learn different things. Um breed different new species that we didn't the year before. Um, you know, we just try to share what we learned from the previous breeding season. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think an important topic is whether you should breed uh, <laughs> <laughs> and how much you should breed. That um, I feel personally attacked by those two questions. Well, and I, no, I'm just saying, <laughs> just based on the status of the world currently, you know, there and, there is you also yeah, you're correct. You have it, to take that shit into account, you know. And um, I mean, during COVID, people had you know people people had po- extra pocket money. Exactly. And, you know, they were bored out of their minds on the computer, and you know, it was uh, jumping it was a good at time the bid for, for snakes. snakes. Yeah, but um, you know, it will that affect sales in the next year i mean we're looking at what you won't even start to sell like okay let's look at carpet pythons you wouldn't even start to really sell them until what august maybe september yeah you don't normally your your first august september yeah right let's say your first couple clutches let's say you're one of those weirdos and your female drops in march which is i've had a couple do that those babies are ready by may which is normally when you're starting to get a lot of your other carpets to roll may june july is usually your good spot spot for morelia eggs um so the earliest say earliest clutch you get is march those babies are ready by may so that's the earliest you'll be able to sell animals from 2023 that would be like the pop ones right pop ones you have a maybe jungles Right, you have a you have a um, overzealous jungle. You have a coastal that didn't know it wasn't supposed to ovulate this early. Like, yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, my problem is that you you as you add species, you extend that breeding season, <laughs> and it just keeps. Yes. So, like yes. May, was it March, April is when I'm getting like early python clutches, things like that. May, June, July is when it's just like hitting one after the other, after the other, plus also a scattering of colubrid clutches. And then you get into August and it's, you get into August and you're winding down on Morelia, but then you're also getting potential bread lie and, and spring breeder clutches. And you're also getting any double clutch that you'll get out of, you know, uh, Colubrids, so that'll happen. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um yeah, that guy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, I love doing that live. Yep. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Welcome, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll get into that a bit. Uh, you know, what what the current state of the market is and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I I saw a couple of videos where I guess again, I'm kind of out of the loop in the ball python. Um, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, the ball python world. And apparently, um it's they there's like people saying that the market is crashing and all that stuff. But we've we, I don't know, we've heard that for years. The sky man. is falling. <laughs> you know the I mean? sky, like come on. There have been, I love it how one of my first breedings of carpet pythons, I was asking 
if I could trade one of the flippers, um, some Jaguars for a gecko, uh, that a friend wanted. Mm -hmm. And he said through a can of squeeze cheese, um, that he, he can't because Morelia is clearly a dead market. And this was in like 2000, you know, must've been like nine, 10. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like here we yeah. are in 2022 and I, I'm still breeding and selling carpet pythons. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the U S I guess right now, you know, there, it, it used to be, I think maybe tied with Nick and Carrie mm -hmm. and Todd, mm -hmm. but I, you know, they're not doing it anymore. So it's basically Nick is basically the biggest carpet breeder in the U S yeah. Maybe even North America. I mean, Don Patterson, I don't know if he's as big as Nick. Well, I mean, he's also, up there in Don's, Canada. Got, Don's got other stuff too that he's yeah. working with. So, well, so does Nick. I, I right. think they're kind of similar. You know, he has a lot of like, uh, except I think Don maybe does a little more ball pythons type stuff than right. uh, Nick does currently. I know he used to, but I don't, I don't think he does that much anymore. I, I would say Nick is probably up there with the amount of, um, producing the most Morelia probably any given year um, as a breeder. I would say that possibly somebody might come close to him. Um, but just the, the the sheer number, like maybe Phil Starkey could come close, but he's over, he's across the sea. So I'd say Nick has yeah. got it hands down pretty much. I I haven't really seen him. Post? Am I wrong? To like I, I, I see him post that he's breeding, but I don't see him posting animals for sale over here in the u.s maybe much. there's something i mean maybe shipment has just gotten harder and harder with covid maybe he can't really ship yeah. to the u.s that well that easily you know may, maybe it's cheaper and easier for him to just breed in europe uk i mean the only the top breeder over there for Morelia i would say would be paul but i would say that paul isn't producing as many clutches as he used to it seems more like he's got a couple focused ones a year and I'm not sure if he's producing the mass quantities like he used to. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I kind of get the feeling that he probably is just kind of behind the scenes type of yeah. deal, you know, because mm -hmm. um, he's always kind of been, uh, you know. But he posts only like, you know, five percent a little bit like this what he produces. Yeah, these <laughs> things. Know? And then like you're like, wait a minute, where did those adults come from? Oh, those happened other ways. But, you know, um, maybe. I, I haven't seen that much stuff. Like uh, there haven't been that many advertisements about Paul's animals over here. So, I mean, is that well, still yeah, something Nick, they can I mean, do? I, I don't know. I, I think uh, maybe that's, um, I think that might be, have something to do with uh, maybe importation. Maybe perhaps. I do. I don't know. Listen, it, and I do know there was something that Australia, obviously Australia wanted to do was pass laws of fruit of the poisonous tree kind of a deal. Mm -hmm. where they said that they did not approve any Australian animals to leave and become in private hands. So they said that all um, Australian animals are offspring of illegally exported or smuggled animals. Um, I think I was talking to Rob about that, though, and he was saying that that was not 100%. It's not necessarily true, and I know it's not, because then some of them were also given, like, were also sent out for zoological facilities, but apparently the government of Australia didn't intend for them to become into private hands. 
is what they're saying. Yeah. So that is, and, and again, busy, they're too busy, busy bringing back the thylacine. Exactly. Today. They're too busy <laughs> trying to bring back a thylacine. Why? Don't worry about it. Reasons. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. Isn't it um, cool though? Like, but there's so many questions. So I don't know if that's Casey thing. was saying that uh, he doesn't think Phil. Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. I, oh, I, know, I know I I saw him breed him, but I don't. I guess he's not. Um, that's got to be a goddamn headache selling what? overseas. Yeah, I don't know that. That yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I wonder. So I, I was saying to Owen before we started. Mm. Um, I was. I've been tracking for like you know the past couple of months the uh, just the availability of carpet pythons on morph market. And surprisingly, there's only about 325 available on Morph Market of carpet mm. pythons, which just seems awful low to me. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, I know that um, you don't have, like, I didn't see Balin on there. I didn't see Kohler on there. Those guys I are. I didn't see Paris on there, Andrew Paris. Well, um, I think when you start getting to the down to it, like, I know for a fact Jason still has animals for sale. Because I'm yeah. going to see him on Saturday, and he's going to be set up next to me. Got but Jason, Tell him I said hello. I will. <laughs> um, he usually will say, what, "What's Burke doing?" I'm like, "I don't know. He's not here." So it's um, I'm working. I'm working, probably. <laughs> yes, I'm so, working. Um, it's one of those things where I know Jason still does a lot of shows. Yeah. So he likes to keep a certain amount of animals in hand to fill up some displays now that doesn't mean that he's not going to turn down sales but it maybe means that he doesn't have to he doesn't push he doesn't list them on morph market or other things like that or online he just sells what he sells at shows yeah that jason brought up a good point after nido he downsized um maybe he yeah. got hit with that pretty hard i i think at this point it's pretty much i, I don't know i would Gotta say that everybody pretty much has it at this point. Yeah, either you have either you have asymptomatic animals, or it, when you had a really bad year a couple of years ago, it probably was some kind of nido. Yeah, <clears throat> I wonder. All right, guys, <laughs> it's just the truth. I wonder how. I wonder if that has affected sales of Morelia. I know. It I know it has. Have, you think so? Well, it I know it has because there's some there's some dealers. Uh, who I used to deal with who don't want wholesale carpets because mm. of Nido. No kidding. Now, these people are, of course, the best and the best and the most pristine <laughs> yes. of flippers. <laughs> Meanwhile, all their other snakes are crawling with mites. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't want your dirty-ass Nido animals, oh, okay? By the way, that animal there is dead. <laughs> like, mm. it is, oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a tough one, man. I I don't know how we I don't know how you it, can't it, shake it. I don't know how you get around that. You know, you, you, um, you can't unfortunately, and um, you just got to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I, it seems to me, uh, you know, for at least from my observations of what I've dealt with. I mean, I've tested animals and they've come back negative, but I haven't yeah. like really tested them over and over again. So yeah, I, me too. I. I I can't say that I don't have it, but I also can't say that I have it. I don't have animals, knock on wood, with respiratory infections, so I don't have that. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how. 
I, to be honest, I struggle with this one, you know, to be honest, respiratory infections seem like something that, so I used to get a couple RIs here and there, just mm -hmm. wherever. And now that Melissa's here, snakes shows a sign of being somewhat ill. Immediately we're swabbing its mouth and immediately we're taking it to having the vet run cultures. And then immediately we're getting some medication that can kill whatever's going on in there. Mm -hmm. And there have been some medications that I would have never thought possible or needed, or even in the realm of right. our scope of care, because it was usually, well, we'll throw Bachel at it. And if that doesn't work, we'll throw um, amicacin or something else at it. Mm -hmm. It's like this, there's the, I had one snake that she showed symptoms of an RI. We swabbed her. We found out it was some kind of bacteria in her lungs that was that it was a it was gram negative or gram positive bacteria. It was something mm -hmm. different. Right. So it was shaking off Batril. It was laughing at it like amicacin and septaz and things like that. It needed some sort of oral medication that only came in a pill that Melissa had to grind down into a powder, make mm -hmm. into some sort of like mix it with a certain amount of liquid to make it into a a suspension so that I could shoot it into the snake's mouth with a syringe. Wow. <laughs> snake kicked it. It was fine. It, it She's totally fine now. Perfect. But on the surface, she showed the symptoms of a respiratory infection of any other right. kind of respiratory infection. So right. how much other shit do we just kind of glance off? Because I know, and I know this is going to be shocking for people, but reptile people, when they're like, something's wrong with the snake, I just turn up the dial two clicks, and now I wait. And then, and the other thing is that these animals are also very, very good at hiding things. So by the time you notice things, it's already very bad. Yeah, that's and true. And then you're going to just try to crank the heat and wait because you don't want to go spend a certain amount of money on the vet? Yeah, I don't, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I Should, should we... Should we as a community be, uh, you know, testing animals before we breed? Should we not worry about it? Should we, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I think if you worry about it, you're going to stress yourself out and you're going to burn out and you're going to leave. <laughs> like it's, if you try to, if you try to find, if you try yeah. to find the secret Nido under the rock, you're going to go crazy. Um, but I think what you need to do is obviously take a good assessment of your animals before you try to breed them and always yes. err on the side of caution. You and I made the call about your hypo mail the other week. Yep. And it was one of those, eh, could he go? Yeah, probably. Do we want to stress him out and do all this bullshit to him? Not really. Fuck him. He can wait another year. Like it's not what, what harm comes from waiting another year. It just gets bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I <clears throat> yeah, you're right, right? If we if the animal is small, you yeah. know, to put it with a big, you know, uh, he'd lose his goddamn the, mind. Yeah. <laughs> females, um, stress, new environment, yep. all that stuff. Who knows what would happen? Uh, you know, if if just again, this is just a if 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 that animal had nido and comes to your collection right now that animal has nido in your collection well, that's, your animal had nido in your collection collection and then, and then i brought yeah back, exactly blah, 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 blah. so you know this is i do not do breeding loans anymore 
Yeah. If I'm sending an animal, which I, I hate taking other people's animals. So if I do do a breeding load, it's normally I send the animal away. Yeah. And the list of that list of people who I'm willing to do that to is so goddamn short. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like it is like you and then maybe that two way. other people. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying um, to do it. There, there we go. Yeah, there we go. It's like, yeah, it's so, but it's so like to do that, I send the animal out and I'm already okay if that animal never comes back. I'm never expecting it to come back. If I would, I, yeah. If I wasn't okay with that, I wouldn't have sent it. Yeah, I, I, I think I would advise to everybody that if you're going to do a breeding loan, it has to be with somebody that you are tight with, that you trust, and mm. that you know you're not going to. Uh, if something goes wrong, that you're going to be able to accept that something went wrong. I, know? so I normally don't get into like the horror stories that happened with me in my younger years because they're horror stories for a reason. But I made a terrible decision when I was younger. Um, I had a zebra from Jason Balin, right? One of my first zebras and he was gorgeous oh my god he was black he was yellow he was pretty but i had no freaking money so somebody out of the blue offers me their female zebra to breed split right. the clutch and i'm like okay i get the female zebra she's in my house for a grand total of a week she rolls and she dies mm -hmm. oh shit right now i'm totally don't know what to do i'm totally like i so i call the guy and i tell him what's going on and he demands that i pay him back for his zebra mm. and the way he had me do that is he had me buy a pair of inlands from justin wow and then send them to him and then about a couple years later uh he said he was getting out of snakes and offered me to buy the inlands back off of him the inlands i already paid for did you say who this is no <laughs> oh no i did not and i, <laughs> I never will. you said this i thought this was balin and i was no like... no 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 no. i got <laughs> like... the zebra from balin balin oh, wouldn't oh, do oh, that. i got you, I got you. No, no 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 my I'm male like, zebra wow, was that's from really balin. uh that's really kind of no 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 dickish. jason jason <laughs> jason's a dick no <laughs> no <laughs> no my mail came from jason this uh this other guy i actually I got honestly, god i forget I his name but no no no, i got but you. it was i follow you it was just like and that was just gut punch uh, i know who gut you're punch. talking about <laughs> yeah yeah so okay. I, it was just a gut punch after <clears> gut punch and it was like jesus christ so and then to have somebody be like well you can buy the inlands off of me i already bought the inlands <laughs> about oh so, man you're, you're double dipping <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah so it's it, the fact that and that's something you got to watch for it's like yeah uh, dude you have any kind of success with breeding any species the people who keep that species will come out of the woodwork and they will literally be like and i'll send it to you and you can breed it well who the fuck are you <laughs> like it's, yeah so i think the biggest mistake i made when starting breeding was mm. that i bought too much too soon yeah and I didn't grow into it, right? Um, you know, it's that old saying, you grow into business, not go into business type yeah. of deal, you know? Yeah. Um, I just feel like it's so, oh man, especially back then, 
the it's so addicting to just yeah. buy snakes you know what i mean and like yeah. oh, i want this one. Oh my god it's, a new one came out oh this is you know and and you know um, it's the same mentality for people with cars and shit dude like it, it's the collector mentality yeah. you know you had some of the most cutting edge like designer shit out there yeah, and then we would just be like, "Have you seen the new thing?" Yes. Like, <laughs> rather than sitting and be yes. like, "Holy shit, Eric, you have a crap ton of really good diamonds!" Like, yeah. So, oh my god. Yeah. So you know, <clears throat> um, I don't know. That was the one thing that I would say that if you're gonna gonna start breeding and you're gonna get into breeding, my advice would be to you know a project or two. You know what I mean? And then yes. you know breed that. Move on to the next one after the next year. I mean, you're always gonna want to have animals in the bullpen so to speak you know like that you're Mm -hmm. raising up you know but like i think that um why i was worried chasing the morph game owen was just working on one and now he's worked on that for basically 11 years and he's refined that that caramel gene so you know i i say it a lot is that you know i think nick is probably maybe the only other person that has caramels on the level of what owen gets but you don't get the credit, Owen. God damn it! It's because I don't. I also, I, I, I don't show them off as much as much, and that's part of my own initial hang-up. And we had that talk where you're like, yeah. "Why didn't you, Why didn't you submit caramel shit for the for the book?" And I'm like, well, "I didn't want people to look at them and be like, oh, those are crap.'" And you're like, "But they're not." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I, <laughs> I know what you think, what? but I don't know what other people think." Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I understand that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, uh, you know, you, when you do something good, you, you, should. you should show. It. I know. By the way, I'm wearing this uh, Keith McPeak uh, bowling shirt tonight to maybe give us some, some success this season <laughs> with the bowling spice. Do we, should we just do we have to like somehow he he got a tattoo. I know. Right. I got a tattoo. Of a bowling arm. But it's yeah. funny because he's like, I. I gave up my right arm for bull and I'm like, Oh God, it happened. <laughs> like he's, <laughs> I just gotta get, <laughs> oh, oh no, he's lost. Is it. this what it takes? <laughs> Is this what do you want from me? It's like, oh no. <laughs> it's like Saul all over yeah. again. Oh my God. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Whatever uh, it takes. I'll do it. It's like, okay, buddy. Good so yeah, I mean, I guess like that would be the things that I would look at. Um, as far as uh, you know, well, when you're going into breeding season, I, those, we'll, we'll those backtrack a little bit because we kind of touched yeah. on a little bit, but it's yeah, like, we're jumping all we're all over the place. So uh, obviously, first, like looking, getting ready for breeding season. Let's start there. First is assess the animal's health and your pairs. You know, who's good, who's ready to go, who didn't recover that well from breeding last year, who might need another year. Make that decision and then stick to it. Don't sit there and be like this one. And then like a month later, be like, no, no, here you go. Cause then you're just going to just make your plan and stick with it. And there's nothing wrong with delaying a year. Okay. Yeah. Second, um, look at the market. Obviously if you still have a shit ton of babies from last year, repeating that pairing <laughs> would be stupid <laughs> like <it's, laughs> follow your own advice i am gonna follow my none of the problem is, is that when you get to the point where i am where you're like you have so many animals it's uh, like i can do all this like i'm not gonna repeat a single pairing how many pairings do i have 32 are any of them repeats no fuck <laughs> like it's <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the hard thing too. You know, like when you have so many. So, <clears throat> you know, I'm I, sorry. I, there, there's one repeat <laughs> pairing, and it's the gold face white lip. Okay, fair enough. Fair play. Okay, all right. You can have that one. Thank you. Um, I sort of do that in, in going into the summer. Right. I sort of like get a overlay of what I think I may want to do, mm-hmm. and that list may be twenty long, right? right. 20, 20 pairings long. I'm never going to breed all those pairings. It's just like, oh, I could do this. I could do that. Maybe 2012. No, Eric. No, 2018. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I did that. I yeah. will never do that again. Never do that again. You know? <laughs> you know? Never, ever again. No. Because, you know, and Rob told me, and like a dummy, I didn't listen to him. And I'm starting to just listen to him at the gate. He's like, what are you doing, man? And I'm what like, are what are you talking about? I, I love how I... What I, are you talking I, about, bro? I, I'm breeding all these bears. It was, was the last episode you guys were talking about Australia, and I was talking about what I had in quarantine. And Rob's head, he just goes like this. And I'm like, oh, I'm like the disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that uh, hurt. <laughs> like it was. <laughs> Rob's like, yeah, you idiot. I'm like, oh, I'm more like Rob though, where you're not like Rob, right? And as far as this, it's like yeah. we we like and enjoy the smaller collection, where yes. you like the breeding, the sales, the shows, the. You like all that shit. I do not. If I could, dude, <laughs> I do if not I could like, have somebody I, sell my animals for me, I would. I, but it's the sales and the, the ads and asking the right, right, you know right, what I mean? The, right. the, the questions and the pictures. Right. Send me a picture of the does head stamp and then what right. does the parents look like? And you know, I do. Ha- I do things. not. I do. That is probably the least favorable thing i don't really enjoy that too well, much well and doing the breeding is fun exactly like i do with all the babies that, that is that is where my bread and butter is is that slowly over time i have become the mad scientist yes where I we've want, created places <laughs> I, exactly i want to breed this i want to see what these babies are going to look like and then also i want to be challenged like i yeah. want to get the white lips to breed why because that's that doesn't happen that often never for me yeah I want yeah. the new thing to breed. Like this year, I am. I want to get the blackface white lip off the bench. That would be great. But then I want to see if I can repeat the blonde hognose because I finally figured out with them that they just love frog. So if you just get a frog leg and cut it into little chunks, the babies mm-hmm. eat that immediately, and then right. scented pinkies. Yeah, and like your your arsenal of reptile. Yeah, husbandry technique, whatever you want to call it, is way more diverse than mine, right? Mine is I, pythons, pretty much Australian pythons. Australian I'm pretty pythons. much in this box. Here it is. Just, right I don't there. really care about anything else. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I appreciate it. I prefer to herp those things rather than to keep those things. Right. If that makes right. sense. Right. No, yeah. it does. And and you know, I, I mean. I have a chance of producing four clutches of giant Madagascar giant hognose. Um, and I, yeah. I mean, those things have been fantastic for me these past two years. So yeah. I'm looking at building that up. I want to get pretty soon. Speckles. You're going to be, you're going to be the guy, the hot, I'm going to be the guy. I'm already guy. slowly becoming that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you're know, gonna be the how, guy. 
When did you it's, become? A, when did you start in the hobby? You're still fairly new. No, goddamn it! I've been here since 2005. It just <laughs> was fucking with Morelia this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. I think the thing is, is like I've accepted my my place in herpticulture as mm. you know the podcast guy, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that. And I I don't need to breed you know the bones to be like to feel like I've made a mark, right? Right. You know, if that makes sense. It does. Um, And, you know, I'm sort of, I can't, I can't do all the work for this Mm -hmm. and do all the work for the breeding too. Right. So really it came down to me making a decision and I'm going to continue to to take the network where I want to go, or am I going to just let it, whatever happens happens and sort of go into the breeding. Like at some point one had to give. And that's why we need the facility. I'll focus on the breeding. You can do a whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I started messing with video. I, mm-hmm. I you know, I sent you the video of the video yeah. I edited today for the, the one carpet Python thing. And then I started realizing like, Oh, I need better equipment. I got, you know, I, I don't think it was until I started actually doing it that I realized like, oh, okay, I need to think about the shot, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. all those kind of things. Look, so um, there's a reason that when Rob comes to take a photograph, it seems like there's light coming from everywhere and that he's yeah. there for an hour. Like that, all yeah. the reasons for that. I have to do the same thing with video. You do. If, if that makes sense, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? In order to get what I'm getting in my head, I'm like, oh shit, I need a drone. I need a, <laughs> you know, I need... My bro- my brother was showing me this drone that he got, and I'm like, oh my god, it's got 4K video yes. on it. I'm like, Justin had the one. In Australia? Can you imagine being on on yes. Erlangi? Just near gig, dude. <laughs> I don't we think we could have gotten Erlangi, but still, <laughs> we could have gotten so close to that freaking Owen Pelly Python if we had a small robot that could go up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's what uh, Justin and Justin showed me his, um, in Arizona. He has a small one that he can just fold out of the case and stuff like that. Apparently, yeah. he could lock it into a, uh, onto a thing, mm-hmm. uh, and it would keep track. Like that's what I want yeah. you to zoom. Like, and then it would that's what my yeah. And my then it could fly out. Same type of thing. And then it right. could fly in, and then it could pivot all the way around, and it would keep the camera on <laughs> yeah. the thing. It's like, oh, son of a bitch! Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This is how I'm gonna find Sasquatch. Oh, sorry. That's first off, <laughs> the monkey does. No, there are other people out there with bigger drones, and guess what? They still haven't found the fucking thing. So it's, uh, but anyway, um, back to you know, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you have to be, it's so in 2018, I was like yeah. real pumped about how many clutches I was going to do. Oh man, this is going to be crazy. This is going to kill it. I'm going to crush it. And I did it. And it was a nightmare because I had so many babies and it became yeah. so overwhelming. And I was like, I'm never repeating this again. And I haven't. <laughs> and I so, didn't. And so this is end. something that, like... and that's something you should think about, you know, because it's going to take a lot of time to get those babies established. Yeah. Especially if you're doing like some, you know, like you're saying with like mad hogs and stuff where it's difficult Dude. to get them eating or anteresia or, you know, blackheads or chondros. I mean, carpets are in eh, 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 eh. Yeah, exactly. That's so, this... you know, they can be picky, but they're not as picky as some of right. those other species. This is how I know I'm getting into a groove of certain species. I got all my rhinos to eat um, fish-scented pinks. Yeah. Way sooner than I did before. Right. And 
now that they're over there on fish scented pinks, it's like, it's like autopilot. It's just like another bucket. I thaw out and I throw it at them and there we go. Where now I'm focusing more on getting the mad hogs onto actual rodents as opposed to just chunks of frog. So there's that whole thing. And then the problem is when you have so many babies, if one or two is going to start being a fucking problem, you really don't have the ability to sit down and grind it out with that animal. Like if you did when you only had 40 babies, like if you have 300 something kids and five or six are giving you trouble, you're going to have to, I had to set different days aside where I would go downstairs and just focus on trying to get the non feeders eating. Because if I tried to do that on a normal feed day, everything Mm -hmm. would just grind to a halt and I wouldn't be able to feed all the other things that I needed to feed that day. Right. Yeah. It becomes a challenge. It does. And there's something along the lines of, especially if you're working a full-time job, right? Yeah. Wife, uh-huh. kids whatever no. the case would be <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> not yet <right>? yeah you know <laughs> no no um <laughs> he's like no god no, no. no but it, there's a lot of shit that has to come with that stuff and we we touched on a little bit of you know economy and 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 prices and stuff of that i'll tell you right now the prices of rodents are going through the freaking roof so that was going to be my other point right yeah. i mean you think about I mean, we've said for a long time, like being able to take care of the babies as they. Um, <laughs> <nah>. <laughs> no, asked. that no, that will not become a thing. You know, you everybody delete we'll that delete. word from your brains, okay? No, I got to show, man. I got to. No, I'm sorry, no, no. <laughs> Take it, Chuck. Take it on. No. It's gonna be an Ewok. <laughs> God damn it. No, you know, Schmitty does not need any help, okay? Uh, God, nothing but love. <laughs> anyway, Mac, Mac and Wooklets. <laughs> not sure which one I like better. Mac and Wooklets. <laughs> ah, Robert. Oh, that's great. Dude, Robert, please come to Hamburg. I have, I'll have no one to talk to except for, you know, Jason Balin and various other reptile people. But yes, yeah. please come to, come to Hamburg. Um, so I think that's the thing that I would be very, you know, concerned about, right. Or either I would yeah. start breeding my own rodents. Um, to, especially if you're just going to have, like, if you have, I don't know, you know, Rob used to tell me like, just have like even just one rack yeah. of like mice. Yeah. You could probably, you know, my, be able have, to feed the babies from that. I have three mice and they had... 12 babies this past litter that got up to hoppers and I got three bread lie to eat off those live hoppers. Bread lie love hoppers, man. They do. Yeah, they you can't feed them anything. They won't take a a fuzzy, but you throw in you throw in a hopper where you're like, that's way too big. It's like this tiny little, you know, you're like, this can't be right. You come back and it's just like (laughs) swollen and laying there, and you're like, just like this can't Jesus Christ. Well, actually, and it's funny too, because I, I told you I had that um I had the hypo. Uh, Chinese king rat uh-huh. that I hatched. It would right. not eat. Would not eat anything. And I finally got it to start eating bits of frog. And then okay. yesterday it took a live hopper. And I'm like, success! I'm gonna sell your ass so fast. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> I hate you. And so yeah, it's. But that's something else you have to work with and you have to do. So. 
Um, yeah, so I, I think that would sucks. come in. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's Both very children true. and um, <clears throat> and I couldn't do it. I can't even do roaches. I've I've, I've learned that oh, roaches if I tried to breed the roaches, that mm. gives me the asthma. <laughs> I got the gives, flu over the gives me the asthma. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do it. I tried, so I, I just buy my roaches online. I it's have one fine. cage of mice, and I may expand that into two cages. But I don't want to because it's it's a whole nother goddamn thing you have to yeah. clean. Like the, yeah, exactly right. If you're if you're, how much time do you got to invest? It? I and I know it's it's not a ton of time. No, you know, I've heard people talk about it. Um, it's 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 not one of those things where it's like you know, but it does take time. You yes. know, so you got to make a trade off. Um, and then not to think you have to have a new rack. You mm-hmm. got to have if you're going to have a, a couple clutches. What twelve? Uh, to 15 so you're looking at what you know 24 to 30 babies that's yep. 34 water bowls that's 34 hot huh? you yep. know what i mean 34 purchase rack yeah mm-hmm. you know and and you can <clears throat> you can you can cut corners and you know diy it and you know all that kind of stuff and and, and make them out of plastic hangers and the, the the garden netting shit and all that kind of stuff toilet paper rolls and right Paper towel. There, there, there are ways to for... do it. Like if you want to even go to the like you use plastic bowls, I do the ceramic ones because I just clean everybody's bowl. But that's again, your your cleaning of water bowls is so much faster and easier than mine, but you got to pay for the plastic containers. I spend two hours scrubbing bowls. Like it's yeah, give or take. Yeah. You know, Schmitty is exactly right. The overproduction thing seems to be a lesson you can have 30 people tell you to avoid, but it doesn't fully sink in until you're deep in Neos. And that's 100% yeah. right. I mean, that's really where yeah. I went. I was worried about you this season because, but see, luckily for you, I mean, I don't know what Melissa contributes, but at least you have somebody nothing. that's <laughs> nothing. No, unless it, listen, it has to be complete. <laughs> it has to be sick before she'll even look at it. Like it's Never not mind. a thing. I take that <laughs> off the counter. She's not I was going to say, she's at least going to do more than my wife. You know, no, 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 I, no, 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 no. I have no, to say that to she be... does feed my lizards while I'm in Australia. Yeah, so there I you go. Complain, Melissa would, you know. Melissa would show buddy where the door is to the basement when I would be in Australia. That's how Melissa, how far Melissa would go. Right. Um, now, if there's something sick, she will jump right on it and she will do everything she does. And she has saved numerous animals in my collection from she various, saved a couple of my collection. Too. Yeah. Various <laughs> stupid things that these animals tend to do, yes. you know, um, from glitches, <laughs> glitches, freaking eyeball to <laughs> my water Python broke her tooth and had a giant infection in her face this week. It's like, oh what my the gosh. Fuck are you doing? You and this liasis group. Man. I hate liasis. <laughs> I don't know why I do liasis, man. Um, but but uh, yeah, I I think I think and you know that that's something you have to be uh, very burnout is one hundred percent real, and it yeah. can happen at any time yeah. to anybody, no matter how sure. long they've been in here. And to be completely honest, I got very close this year because. Uh, I saw it coming. Man. Every like, clutch, oh, no. every clutch that fucking oh, no. hit because of the wedding, because of everything else, and through only the grace of burning off a ton of babies to wholesalers and things like that, was I able to kind of keep it rolling? But 
I mean, I'm uh, I'm heading into this breeding season, and I, and I told you, I'm like, I haven't put animals together because I don't want. I haven't either. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I are you are you afraid to take a year off? Are you afraid to take a year off? No, because I've I've slimmed down. Do you remember the year I moved out here? I only had. Oh yeah, that's right. You did twenty. You did I only three. had two clutches, but like one of those clutches was Trinity, and she lays thirty two eggs. So it was like I had a slim year, only sixty. <laughs> like it was. <laughs> Taking a year off for me just makes me pumped up the next season. It yeah. is kind of like, what's the word? It's sort of the feeling you get when you want to have a new, like when somebody has a new snake and you want to mm-hmm. have a new snake and you want to show it, look, let's check this out or whatever, you know, somebody will be showing a new pop winner and I'd be like, damn, I should have, I should have jumped on that, you know? And then, it passes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's like that feeling you. passes. Yeah. <laughs> so like when you see, you know, snakes hatching out and new carpets or new, you know, real cool things and new morphs, combos and all that kind of stuff, you're like, oh man, I could have did that. That's awesome. And then it passes. You know? So you I, just I have say, to be able to like ride out that ride wave it out. of it passing, you know? I will say this year is definitely slimmer when it comes to the Morelia. And it's a lot of stuff that I have not produced um, so it's my, uh, caramel head exanic to my caramel jag head exanic. So, so you're trying for one. ghosts. Right? Oh yeah. So there, that, right. that's, that has to go. Um, right. Then I have this really nice caramel stripe coming from Travis mm-hmm. that I'm going to pull with the caramel stripe I produced. Right. So, so I, I want caramel stripes. Then I'm just going back to basics with tigers. And that's pretty much it. There's not really any other Morelias that are out there. Um, like, I'm not breeding the Brisbane. I'm not doing jungles. I, I did throw your zebra jag in with a female, but I, I gave a couple of females the year off just because they went straight. So I'm really not going too nuts with that. It's just that everything else is piled up. So obviously both face of white lips. The I have two female olive pythons going this year. Um and I have uh, the stonewash male going to a het stonewash female. So I've never produced stonewash before. So there's okay. that. So <clears throat> I, where, where the burnout seemed to happen for me this year, where I really just felt like, and it was the burnout of them sitting on the sofa and I had to tell Melissa, I'm like, tell me to go downstairs and clean snakes because I have to, and I can't. And, right. and she would say, go downstairs, clean snakes. And I'd get up and go. Um, and that's not really the burnout. It's more of like I had to get pushed to do it. Um, right. It happened when I was at the height of the breeding season. Like, and I, I was still getting eggs. Like it happened right when the bread like clutch hatched because I was so done. And I'm like, all right, everybody's feeding, <laughs> coasting for the rest of the year. And then I just right. got dropped a whole new clutch of snakes again. It was like, I'm finished. No, you're not. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, you also had a wedding this year, so there was that. Yeah, there was there that. Was that. that was a yeah. little stressful for you. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, and it's like right at that main time oh of the wedding planning is the main time of the of the you know. Yeah, I know that that was stupid planning, but it's we're good well, now. Everything's chill. Yeah, but I'll tell good. you right you now, made through it. But 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 also tell you that she is not. She is an enabler. Okay, because mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and we were, we're coming back from your place last time we were there, and we're driving and she's like we don't have diamonds and i'm like no and she's like we can get diamonds i'm like oh, we don't have any place to put diamonds she goes if we set up a tank right up to zero's cage we could do diamonds i'm like i 
no. <laughs> no, we can't do diamonds. We can't. Please, no. It's just yeah. No. Yep. Um. Uh, it, Justin was so Schmitty. We were talk, kind of talking about this a little bit when we started, but um, do you do you guys see a lot of other people pulling back on the pairings this season next year with the people slowing down with spending in general? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this is sort of that, uh, this is, this again is like, what I mean, Jesus. So, you know, breeding carpets is kind of easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You can um, accidentally have a clutch. Yeah. So, so we'll go through that, no doubt. Um, but, um, I think it's important to sort of talk about these things before these you are just all go and put things, you know, yeah. these are all things yeah. you need to get added and thought of for a little bit from breeding. I, I think that, you know, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't, I don't know how the economy is going to be in a year. I mean, is it going to get worse? Is it going to get better? You know, and then, and then we're going into 2024. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen then? You know, like, I, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know. And we, we've, I, I, we've hit recessions before and with snake sales, it's one of those things where you will see some of the, larger breeders who say do this for a living fold up because it's not sustainable you know being a hobbyist it's always sustainable this isn't do you think it's the larger breeders though or do you think it's those breeders that are sort of the in-between like newer ones that are sort of establishing like i, I, I don't I think... see justin kabilka shutting down no because no, 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 no the economy no. is shit it's... you know what i'm saying it's the ones that say have a brick and mortar store that's attached to a pet store <laughs> Or I, I, would that would that be considered smaller or it's the know, ones I, that, you know, uh, you always hear about the when the economy shit and snake sales go bad. You always hear about that one guy who clearly quit his job to be a full time snake breeder. And now he's picking up shifts doing something else because, you know, it's his full time income is taking a hit. You know, again, we're hobbyists. Will there always be room for the hobby for us? Of course. Because this isn't, yeah. I don't need this to pay the bills. I need this to feed the snakes, which fine. I just won't breed that many. So when it comes down to it, I, I, I can keep going. It's just that I don't have any overhead. Like I don't have a store. I don't have a building. I don't have all this other stuff that I have to do. So that I think would be the ones who take a hit. <clears throat> Yeah, so I was looking at Morph Market. Like I said, there was like 354 carpets, but there's 1,500 retics available. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's not a, I'm not trying to, to knock retics, but I'm just thinking like that just seems odd to me that um, let's see how many ball pythons there are. <laughs> Any do you think? I'd say at least 3,000. 3,000? Yeah. <laughs> no. No? 47,000. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> well, so, all right. Explanation time for both. One, ball pythons are bred like crazy all over the place, and, you know, there's that. Secondly, uh, retics are, they have huge clutches, and I would say numerous people get a retic and then get realize that they're way over their skis and then try to sell the retic. 
yeah, well, I don't know. That could be the case. You know, we were talking about it before. I know there's other places where you can sell stuff. You know, we talked about, you know, how Balin's not on Morph Market. And I think Curtin just joined it. And even Nick wasn't on there for a while. Now right. he is. Um, but that's that's sort of like how you're going to sell the, the babies. Now you have another expense if you're going to get a Morph Market well, page. Or are you going to get a website? That's, that's no, another well, expense. How are you going to get is, people to that website? Have you been posting thing. stuff of your animals? This is where yeah. I think like... Naming your snakes is as as sometimes as stupid as it sounds. It would help that. Yeah, it 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 sort of makes it, you know. I mean, it it sort of makes that snake known. Yeah, it, at least in the Morelia world, it seems both in chondros and in carpets they seem to, seems like chondros do it better. But I mean, think about it. You know, you think about some of those chondro names where it's like GTP KX two seven six five nine. Now, a oh, yeah. chondro person's going to be like, yeah. I know exactly who that animal is. Yeah, blah, exactly. Blah blah, blah 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 blah. But isn't it much easier to remember the sickness? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, it so is. much easier to say, oh, I got an offspring from the sickness, and it even makes you feel like you have something of value that other people may not have. You know, it's like, oh, one of my offspring came from Madame Blueberry or the sickness or, you know, uh, uh, highlighter or poster child or all these names. I think, I think that, you know, I don't really see it. You don't see that in Kaloop. No, I don't know. Do you? Do no, you no. Cause, cause they, they all kind of look the same. They're a different type <laughs> of nerd, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, uh, my, my black are. and white yeah. King, <laughs> I yeah. named Draco and is it different from your black and white? Cal- How so? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. Like it's, uh, but, but I those, think there's something to that. I do. I do think yeah, there there's is. something. There to definitely that. is. Um, and are you going to do this? This good. is where I do agree with the YouTube people. Schmidt's going to, he's going to do it. Corns. He's yeah, he knows he's not dumb. I'm going to, he's going to take what he's learned from the Morelia world and take it over into the corn world. I'm going to hatch out a new <clears throat> morph of bears and name it something stupid. So you'll have to deal with it. I I've heard, I don't know the name, yeah, but I know exactly what the snake looks like just from listening to THP or corn snars or snakes and stogies. One of those where they, they were talking about, you know, I can't remember. Damn. I wish I could remember the name of the snake, but they're Mm -hmm. like, they always talk about this snake and it's like, Oh yeah. (laughs) They always talk about this snake and you know, I know what it looks like. I just don't know the name, but because they had a name with it, it clicked in my, you know, in my head. uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's the one, Hannibal. How could I forget Hannibal? That was an IJ. Oh my god. Yeah, well, you're because your wire immediately goes to Hannibal IJ. This thing is in the yes. IJ, correct? No, it, it's a yeah, no, it's not. It's a beautiful snake. It's it's amazing. It's a colubrid, Owen. What kind of colubrid? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we switched again. Oh no, what happened? <laughs> I don't know what kind of morph it is um it's some kind of morph or it's like a selectively bred thing but it's a beautiful snake it's beautiful of course um but um i think that's where again i think this is the difference between the world jesus christ yes (laughs) yes let me see schmitty if you send me a message i'll i'll put it up I'll put it up and you can see how nice this thing is. I do is. love Tesseras. I just never did Tesseras. I had Miami's and a honey. Um, Jesus, did I make this thing? <laughs> make this thing by yeah. accident? Silent Hill Reptiles. Yep, that's it. Mm. Um, but anyway, I, 
I, I just think like, um, I think that this is where like YouTubers, right. Mm-hmm. Ha- have, um, have also, um, realized that I, I think that that's their way of promotion. Right. Right. Because if you become this YouTube, you know, what would you call it? Uh, Sensation. Celebrity. Sit, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Person. Um, person. Yeah. Human. Of interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that somehow uh, you will, um, you know, sort of make a name for yourself and people will want your snakes. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and that's something that will kind of work in your favor. Like, you know, obviously people will seek you out for your animal because it basically it is just making a name for your line and yourself. So you have rogue reptiles, but then you have animals from this thing. And honestly, your best advertisement for that is when you sell babies and other people go out there and they're showing pictures and they say, well, this is from Owen and this is its parents. Because then people mm-hmm. will start making the connection that, all right, well, if it came from Owen and it came from this male, holy crap, that thing's good. So they are one. Right. They want to know what that one is. And I've had it before where people will say that they've been watching me and they've been seeing me post pictures of this animal. And they want to know when this one is going to breed and when this one's going to show up because they want babies from that because they like the look of that animal and they want to see that thing. So, um it, it it does help. Um, and it kind of is one of those things that you need to determine when you're getting ready to breed of like show off your animals. Die ah, is cool. I have seen this animal before. And there's another one. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So you see what I think yeah. it, I think uh very cool. Um so, you know, I don't know. There's things you have to think about. How are you going to promote them? How are you going to sell them? What are you going to do? You know, right. um, and, you know, our, I would say that when I the think economy, for you, you don't necessarily have to worry about it as much, right? Yes, because I do. You're <laughs> I mean, you do, but yeah. you're weekly talking about your animals. Yeah, all the time. Know, yeah. blah, 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 you know, well, um, I do have, I do have a website that I pay for, mm-hmm. um, and I do pay for a morph market. And, um, I will tell you that I think when the economy gets worse, reptile shows tend to get better. So vending at shows tends to get better. You make more sales at a reptile show because right now I'll tell you shipping is disgusting. Like I, I would say it used to be, I could send an animal from PA to probably West California, Midwest area, stuff like that. 70 80 90 if it's going all the way to california and i'm getting into the 92s 93s stuff like that and that's just for a small box right with a hatchling carpet python in it wow so and obviously other people have discounts with shipping companies and this that and the other thing and sure obviously there are some shipping companies that are more expensive than others but everything's going to get more expensive so shipping may not be something that customers are willing to do if the economy's bad or let's put it this way. If people, people are going to buy snakes mm-hmm. if they want to buy snakes, it's just like how 
people buy dogs and cats and stuff like that. Like they aren't going to stop. It just means that it's just the amount, right? Right. The amount is going to go down. And then they're also going to be extremely picky about what they got. There's going to be a shit ton more haggling when it comes to prices and shipping and this, that, the other thing. So people are probably going to come to shows with money in hand, ready to buy. And they're going to make the purchase at the shows. Cause then I don't have to worry about shipping. I just put it in my, put it in my car and drive home. Right. Also, they're and not going to pay to you have, don't have to worry about, you know, getting stuck and all right. that kind of stuff. You know, am I going to pay for frozen rodents to be shipped in? Well, shipping's a whole nother cost that I might not be able to afford. So I'm going to go down and talk to my local rodent breeder and buy from him this time. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe the price of rodents. Like, yeah. I'm just like, whoa. Well, my, my rodent price went up because when his prices go, when his costs go up, the prices go up. So it costs him more to freight food and get all the other stuff. So the cost of me buying the rodent has gone up. Right. So is it going to affect prices for snakes? Yeah. yeah. I would not you know be surprised. I mean? Are we going to see that? go up and and then if money's tight um oh look they're silent hill reptiles now we we're just talking about your yeah we're talking about your corn snake. Yeah. <laughs> yes um but um is it going to you know is it going to drive the price of of snakes up um i mean the issue and then is are people that... going to buy it when everything else is so expensive right that's the problem is that i think I don't think prices of snakes are going to go flying up. I think what's going to end up happening is the prices are going to stay the same. How people are buying or something may go a little bit slower, might be a little bit less. And then what will happen is the economy will kind of bounce back and things will get easier. And then people will start selling out of animals like crazy. And then the prices will go up. It's like the whole Mexican black king snake thing. It's $40. But then the second somebody sells out of the entire clutch in three days, now it is now a hundred dollars a baby. Next go around. Yeah, I I see that. But then also the price once Mexican everybody had Mexican black king snakes. Yeah, right? price and everybody's went. breeding them because right they're going into it because they think uh-huh. they're going to you know like oh look at this hot snake I'm going to get this because it's- I want to be the one that breeds it and blah 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 you have a percentage of that. Then you have a percentage of people oh, that were going to buy a Mexican supply, black king snake. It's supply and demand. It's yeah, supply no and demand. What it is. No matter yeah. what it is. We're talking oranges. We're talking California king snakes. It, that's the whole thing. So right now is with inflation and things like that is how much of it is the demand going to take a hit? And I we don't know going into anything. And that's why it's hard to predict when you're getting ready for breeding season how – bad is this going to be how many animals am i going to have going into next season it's not i'm not necessarily thinking that people are going to change too much going into 2023 it's just how bad is 2023 going to be to affect 2024 you know because you can tell everybody well it might be a good thing right it might be a good cycle right if if people think about it right if people slow down like here's an example right you want to talk about like to me i just yep. don't so i have two projects that i'm focused on 
like a laser, well, three, okay. Three projects that I'm focused on like a laser beam this season. Diamond pythons, inland pythons, and uh, Russian red tigers. That's okay. my three, right? Okay. Okay. None of the, you're not going to get, first of all, you're not going to get Russian red tigers. None of them are going to be for sale, right? They're going to go to me and you are going to split them. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm sure I, I know in me, I'm going to say, okay, Billy Hunt, here's some. Eric, uh, you know, Hernandez. Eric Hernandez, here's some. Because I know that they're going to take this project and they're going to add to it, right? Because right. I know yeah. they already have that stock. Right. And so and I would, it would be I, to me, it's not about money. It's about keeping right. that project going, right? Uh, my curtain. Um, I mean, it would be stupid to keep all the eggs in the one basket. Right. Right. So, right. and that's the other part of it too. So I, I agree with that. one inland carpet for sale. One inland carpet for the past month. Uh, other buddy and I had this conversation. He was, he was, he one. wanted he wanted a new project and we were talking about it and we're going through it. What's going, going, through going, going on? Through. And, <laughs> and he finally, he settled on inlands and then he asked me what I thought. And we talked about it and talked about it. And then like, he went away. And then a couple of days later, he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. I'm like, that is a smart move because I do not see that many inlands. And I told him, I'm like, who works with inlands near us? Eric? That's it. It's about it. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> There might be somebody else I don't know out there, but yeah. So why Lisa, not? Real quick, I'm going to jump in here. Uh, I know they're, they're sort of having a, a chat about naming snakes. Robert, he doesn't name snakes, blah, 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 back and forth and all this stuff. But like <laughs> all the good IJs had names. Hannibal. Hannibal. Poster Child. Uh, Mama. Herman. Pool Boy. Uh, who else? Uh, Hubba Bubba. Um, Bersal. Door. Um, you know, uh, who else, who else, who else? Some Bullwinkle Jr. Well, yeah, but you know, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's one inland and there's six diamonds and I'm curious to see if they're real diamonds. Yeah. Uh, one's a diamond jag. I don't know why the hell that's on there. Um, that looks like a diamond cross. So three of them are on hold. Um, <laughs> And the other two are from Terry Burwell. I right. don't know who XE is. Um, he has two, and then Buddy Buscemi has uh, three, and two of them are on hold. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you should you should breed your diamonds. And that's the thing, though. If I breed diamonds, I don't even know if I want to sell them. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I would want to. I would want to get. And again, obviously, I'm going to give you some diamonds. Like yeah. here you go. You're yeah, going to be like. Right, yeah. oh, you know, uh, hopefully, sure. hopefully by then the dog will be dead and I can, you know, move his crate and build a giant diamond. I'm sure me and Lucas will be exchanging <laughs> diamonds at some point because <sighs> he's, he's nice got diamonds, you know, so yeah. I want him on his blood. He'll take some of my yeah, blood. And you want to make sure you're on his good side for when his woman start popping. I'm telling you, man, he is going to be the Woma breeder in the U.S. I'm, I promise you 10 years from now, everybody's going to want a Lucas Lucas Lee Woma Python. Listen, buddy, I am your bearded Jiminy Cricket, okay? I am your moral compass. <laughs> okay? I can't believe he gave you good advice. I, <laughs> if, he, if he listens to me, he'll go far. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but, you know, and in contrast to that, let's see. There's 79 Brettles Pythons. Yeah. There's 42 Hypos. There's 17 Hypo. zebras. I don't even know if that see this is the problem with morph market is I think they kind of lumped them in because you most of them are cross 
So no, they're bottles. Oh, they're hype. Yeah, exactly. So when you <laughs> when you go in, you type in what you're doing and it, you put in uh have you ever set up a thing on Morph Market? Yeah, I have that thing. Okay. So but yeah. but then you go in and then you put it like Morelia and you, like even Morelia, you know, Centralian and all other stuff, but then you put in the traits and it's it is just hypo. It will put it in with all the other hypos, just like how it doesn't discriminate pure. Oh God, never mind. <laughs> it doesn't discriminate pure jaguar as opposed to other jaguars. It's like, oh well, never mind. That's not a thing. So um, <laughs> this is yeah. um, this is like this is what I use to keep track of the you know what's going on as far as oh. what's for sale. So there's, you know, 364 carpets available and 342 are normal. So that's a good thing. Oh, then like nice. albinos, oh, geez. caramels, 35 caramels. Some of those are mine. Um, <laughs> you know, Gen X stripes, hypos. There's 42. Some of those sold are one. Nicks. There's yeah. 41 jags. Yeah. Um, there are some reds. Yeah. Uh, striped. Striped's a weird one because, again, it, it has brettles in there. Brettles and everything else in um, there, yeah. Exanic, mm -hmm. citrus tigers up there. Will birds, but they don't look like citrus tigers. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen them, but they look I terrible. have. <laughs> uh, terrible, terrible, terrible. Stone <laughs> wash, five oscillates. And I don't, they're not oscillates. I don't know why. Are they, they, are they mics? No. <laughs> they're people so. who don't know what they're, half of it is the people who don't know what they're talking about. I mean, that's, well, yeah, that's the problem, right? If if there's not, you know, I mean, you know, I'm sure somebody at Morph Market does. They're they're sort of doing the best that they can do, right? Putting that information together. But even then, if you're listing the animals, you can only go as far as like somebody told you this thing was an ocelot. I think if you are invested in carpet pythons and you're selling them on Morph Market, or probably, I bet you, you could talk to Travis Wyman, yeah. and you could probably send him some ideas of like how to, you know like change that or something mm -hmm. to where it can be broke down. You know, I'm, I'm sure that they can do it somehow, but, um, but you know, anyway, I mean, that's, that's sort of a, we've spent an hour sort of talking about that type of thing. I think it's real <laughs> important because, you know, right. when you have, I think that year I must've had maybe close to 200 babies. That was a lot, man. That was a lot, a lot to feed, uh, you know, my, feed day went from like yeah you know it's yeah. you gotta stay on top of it especially with the ones that aren't eaten and then you gotta answer ads and, mm -hmm. and all of those things and then shipping and you know going to shows there's just so much to it that i think that you know just be very particular with what you're pairing i think even in the carpet the, the more complete carpet python book um, they sort of talk about it just like just don't pair something to pair something to breed it right um, unless you know that you're gonna have an uh, uh, you know a way to to sell those babies and you know I you know you, you don't want to do all this work and then sell them to people that are gonna you know not take care of them or you know right. not appreciate what they have or you know whatever the case would be but um yeah I don't know no you're right and you know you got to try to you can sit here and try to figure it out all day long you know planning uh, always assume that you're going to get the eggs because you never want to sit there and be there with the 
it won't happen because then it will happen. And then you're just going to be overwhelmed. Yeah. So. Yeah. hundred percent. So, you know, once you figure all that out and, mm-hmm. and you're good with, uh, you know, what you want to do next, really at this point, this, this time of the year, um, you know, it's time to slow things down. You know, you're letting, um, if I'm sort of, um, this was the year. Yeah. And this is cool, man. I do, I do miss, I do miss this. <laughs> I do miss that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I do miss those little heads popping out. Um, I was trying to find a picture of a citrus so people can know what a real citrus tiger looks like. <laughs> Not this, uh, Trying uh, what's to actually... been on morph market for a year um so really uh like i said at this point you're going to sort of uh you know um it, and again it depends on where you're at mm-hmm. i sort of we've talked about it before but i've sort of um you know yeah here you go here's just the baby citrus and you <laughs> can see the difference yeah yeah i love that that's awesome. Um, Riley has some albino citruses going on, which is which are freaking sweet. Um, and you know, I know a lot of people were busting my stones about not breeding certain things, but that's kind of why. That's sort of my mindset, like why I would do what I wanted, you know, would do or not do or whatever right. the case would be. But you know, once you're sort of locked into what you're going to do, um, at that point. It really just comes down to moving through the season. And really at this point, it's about cool down. Um, if you're breeding diamond pythons, it's about turning things off. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like <laughs> unplugging you're things. Yeah. You basically stop feeding at this point. And um really with um, you know, um I'm getting distracted by all these nice carpets as I flip through my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> Quickly, it, Owen. Oh. It, it's, sorry. Um, it's one of those things where it you you kind of need to, like I said, it, at this point, this is when you make the decision. You've already done your prep work because what you were talking about earlier is in August, you decide pretty much what you're going to do, and then you feed yeah. accordingly. This is your go, no go kind of a deal. Like this animal can't go, this animal will. Then it comes to pairing, and you've got to get your temperatures correct. And if you're doing multiple species – some of them may not be on the same page at the same time. So you have to understand that. Um, what does that mean? Does that mean taking some animals out of different rooms, going through this thing? I I paired my olive pythons, and then probably in the next week, I'm going to put my bread lie out in the big room. They won't breed, but I need them out there to winter. There's so, my girl. That's a citrus tiger. <laughs> yes, that is. She's probably my favorite snake. She's awesome. Um, yeah, uh, exactly. Um, so <laughs> Seinfeld characters. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta gotta um, gotta just do it, do it, do what feels right, you know? <laughs> it's just yeah. what what's good with that. Oh, and you, I like your approach. You pick a different theme every year. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, and just kind of go roll with it and just start throwing names at it. And then also it seems like certain species have themes, which is weird. Um, and then you just kind of stick with it. Melissa helps a ton with that. <laughs> it's just like, because I'd be, I'm our, I'm out of names at this point. I've had so many and so many animals have been through uh, my collection. So 
it's just one of those things where it helps with that. So. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so, so for carpets, right. You can break it down into two groups. You got the um, winter breeders, which are your coastals, your jungles, hmm. your Poplins, your Darwins. Um, they're all going to go at that time. Inlands are one of those ones that are kind of on the fence. Right. You know? I mean, I way. know people have bred them. By the way, I don't, I don't know if I said this when I said that. I think I did, but I just want to back sh- make sure that I did. Justin Drewlander has some amazing inlands that he's he does. putting up for sale um, pretty soon. So, you know, but jump on those again. He, you know, he's probably the only one that I see that has them you know? consistently. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's that. Um, so like, I remember back in the MP days in the forum days, you know, Chuck, Chuck Poland, um, mm-hmm. he bred inlands like the year one, but he bred them in the winter. So right. like it was, you know, I don't know if that is because he was on the West coast. Maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. Um, but there's one of those ones. I don't know like where they fit. Right. Which is sort of mm-hmm. why I'm like sort of struggling with them. I think with, you know, and then you have, um, diamonds, brettles, and uh, imbricata, which oh, we don't, don't have those. <laughs> <laughs> I can only dream. No, one day, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, uh, they will breed in the spring, right? So mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna cool them down and sort of, and really with that, it's about manipulating the nighttime temperature as not so much the daytime temperature. Mm-hmm. With diamonds, you want to limit the amount of time that they have exposure um, to that heat. Uh, during the day, but they're still going to mm-hmm. get heat that they can heat up during the day. But I, uh, I give my guys a lot of, I give my guys their heat during the day. It's just depending on how low it gets at nighttime. And I would say I'm much, I'm much meaner when it comes to certain species that are not easies. Like if you're, if you're one of those, we'll breed at 70 degrees eh, fine, whatever. But if you need anything below 70, it, it's going to get really bad, really fast. Like, uh, Dropping the white lips low, the olives low, my bread lie go low. Um, and then it's funny with the collier birds, I just unplug everything. So for, yeah, for, you know, with people that are, you know, I guess, I, I don't know, are they breeding for temperature? Are they breeding mm-hmm. for, you know, I see, I, I the more and more that I'm, that I'm in Australia and looking at the temps and feeling that stuff, the more I don't know if, temperature because for instance that video that i sent you today to check out ahead of time mm-hmm. it was 68 degrees at night right yeah so it's below 70 mm-hmm. you know i guess they're going into you know they're going into the spring but um i, I would think that the females would be starting to lay at that point especially of, well, of those northern southeast queensland animals no yeah yeah, and I mean, let's put it this way, with because you were there about a month ago, right? Yep. So oh, I, I know it's okay. <laughs> I will yeah. say that um, normally my guys are breeding when the temps when we when we're starting to do the warm up. So they still have nights that yeah. are somewhere down into the seventies and stuff like that. They haven't fully warmed up yet, so. Mm-hmm. They need to, I mean, I would expect some eggs are going to get laid when it's still getting low into the 70s at night. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It almost feels like you don't want, it almost feels like the babies are going to be out at the peak of temperature when it's, when it's the warmest, when it's easiest for them to survive. And to get food. Right. Because everything else is, you know, the, you know, the, Moving the vegetation is blooming mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, the, the birds are, you know, you, you know, don't, there's a reason that deer don't have, I mean, like you want to have, you want to have the baby at the right time. Those can survive. It's like, well, most mammals, they would say normally they like, there would be more babies at springtime mm-hmm. because that's when everything's happening. It's when everything can survive. It's better. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. So, you know, um, so really, you know, especially for a jungle. So poplins for me have always gone first. I think even mm-hmm. you know, Nick has said that he's on the West Coast. Um, I think uh, I've you know, heard people you know, like Derek Roddy down in Florida that said that he's done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that they just need less of a trigger. Um, I think that they almost go off of like storm fronts or pressure drops or pressure mm-hmm. changes or things like that. I think like if you're trying to breed and you don't see any action, wait until some kind of pressure storm is coming in and the pressure changes. And as soon as that happens, you put your snakes together. I promise yeah. you, um, you will probably see some action if you have a pair. That's probably the other most important thing that we should have started with. I, I when you get your snakes and your little tiny babies, take the time to sex them. <laughs> yeah, don't. We we have so many different things to do now. Like it's, you can even DNA if you want to, if you're really that thing. But double check. Um, there's a, it'll save you a lot of pain down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've both succumbed to uh, the thought it was a girl. Yeah, it turned out to Why be a boy. Why won't they breed? <laughs> yeah, my favorite is when I paired this happens. really nice, really nice caramel male with this insane caramel jag, and they combat it. And I'm like, that's not good. <laughs> like, yeah. Was, uh, yep. Yeah. And I'm sorry, they, um, they didn't combat. They just they chilled for a month and a half, which was weird. Because <laughs> like, I'm like, clearly they're just not breeding. And then I put them in with. I put him in with a different girl and he bred. And then I took the female and threw it to one of my proven females just to see what happened. And they locked up and I'm like, well, okay. It was, yeah. That's why I'm like, you guys were together for two months. Why didn't you do anything? (laughs) Right. Why were you cool with each other? (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah, make sure you have a pair. That's kind of important. Yeah. Um, But um, the one thing that I would say is like, you know, I know I'm on the right track. You go into your snake room and you see the males cruising. I mean, uh-huh. they are just relentless in the cage, up and down, cruising, 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 cruising. He, he, uh, cruising the rough cruising. scale male was cruising last night, but he missed the last feeding. So not 100% sure that's breeding cruising. But right. Yeah, because like you remember, there were come some episodes where he was set up behind me, and he's like on the glass like this. Yeah. it's like yeah. yeah, okay. So and and sometimes I will say this, like for mm-hmm. those oddball species, right? If you're mm-hmm. seeing that action earlier or later, just because you're we're saying X, you mm-hmm. know, you have to take into account where you are, where mm-hmm. you're located. You know, it's going to be different for everybody, um, and that's why I think that like you know. 
I think a couple things. One, I don't think that people really understand. I think they're probably getting more of an idea of it now that we have the technology that you can put a temp gauge in your room and sort of see what your room is doing. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like you can, you can sort of see it now. Right. But I think that for years and years and years, you would have so many people say, Oh, I never dropped. I never dropped the temps or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And did you? Yeah. That was, that was my Nick voice. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But (laughs) it does. Your room does, you know, um, you're doing chameleon geckos. Holy shit. That's cool. Wow. That is cool. But, and, and also (laughs) like certain, certain things are going to react differently certain ways. I know, I mean, I know we've talked with some people who, got eggs like their their jungle carpet laid eggs on christmas day because yeah they happened to catch the ovulation yeah Yeah. so there's a lot of stuff with that like i'm gearing up for them i'm gonna start messing with them i gotta do the introductions to the black face white lips soon there's a lot of stuff that you gotta do and if you if you breed multiple species you're running around like a maniac thank god i have herb stat fours sixes twos because i could just program and run away are you real particular about your light cycles and such? No. Or do you don't have to pay attention to that? 12 12. So 12, you don't 12. adjust that at all. Year round, 12 12. Yeah. 12, because 12. shit changes. Like it, it, we went away, which I, I got the little robot that you were talking to me about that like turns the lights on and turns yeah. the lights off. And it's like, I'm like, I love this thing. So um, I did that. And without that, uh, we were away for the weekend and the lights down in the basement were just off. Yeah. In certain in certain rooms, not all the rooms. Some of them have timers. So they just didn't get it. Now, could there have been a couple really dark days or some storms? Yeah, sure. Fine. Whatever. But um, I'm not really that crazy when it comes to light cycles. Some people are. You they know? are. Some people yeah. breed to light cycles. I remember Luke Snell was really sort of pushing towards that. Um, and I think I think it was probably because he was becoming more uh, chondro focused as mm-hmm. he progressed in his uh you know um in what he was doing but um he did it for his carpets as well but it's not to say that you can't i i seem to follow the rule and this has always been my rule and it's sort of tweaked a little bit but this will just give you an idea you follow the holidays it's yeah you know it's It's easier holidays of the year and it'll sort of give you an idea of what you want to do october you stop uh, halloween you stop feeding thanksgiving you start to cool uh christmas you introduce mm-hmm. you know probably around valentine's, valentine's day, day you're gonna start to see you know, it. yeah yeah are starting to build yeah um and then you're probably gonna get babies either memorial day <laughs> you know what i mean somewhere yeah. in there or maybe saint patty's day something yeah. like that you know yeah your last uh, couple babies will be around the fourth of july <laughs> like yeah it's uh, or you'll get eggs probably eggs. sometime yeah, around yeah. saint yeah. patty's day Mm-hmm. And then you'll probably hatch them out sometime around Memorial Day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and then again, that's just the sort of a, that's carpets, like yeah, yeah. Other things, you know, I different. Don't know, not yeah. so much. How does that fit with white lips? When did you breed them? You make see now. You make a liar out of me when it comes to a lot of things. One <laughs> of the things I always said is that no matter what. 
if I ever bred a rare species, I wouldn't know any of the things, and I would just say, well, I put the male and the female. Ah, you're not going to do that. Oh, I like no, it. I am not, I, sir, am not a liar. You have notes. I do. <laughs> so. Oh, oh, how you've grown, Owen. <laughs> I know, right? Let's see. All right, so the white lips, October, November, no food. Uh, December, start dropping the temps at night. Kill the room heat. Uh, and then... Looks like from December 1st to the 14th, their night drop was about 75 degrees. From the 15th to 21st, it was about 72. Uh, then we did the first introduction after Christmas around the 5th, which is when the night drop was down to 68. Then for about a week from the 12th to the 18th, it was to 65. Then from the 19th to the 25th is when it was the coldest. It actually got to 62. Then after that, it slowly starts coming up. Now, as far as when everything happened, let's see the pictures. Those will tell us the truth of when Owen took pictures when he was screaming. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> those ha it, it, it definitely happened. You probably could have heard it. Um, I think I did. <laughs> probably. probably. Uh, let's see. Okay, so caught her basking belly up June 7th. And I want to say that we saw locks the month before. So, okay. We, we got locks in um, April, May. She was basking, basking belly up on June 7th, and the eggs arrived June 10th. Oh, wow. Okay. Did they do the crazy inverted pretzel thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right yeah. Before they laid. Oh, yeah. 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 Here. I'll send you the, I'll send you the pictures, even though I, I know I already have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like bombarded you with these pictures, but you know, yes. why not? Let's do it again. It's okay. Yeah. Do it again. Let's um, see. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing that um, is a telltale sign that your female is about to lay is that like they 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 get they get in the most uncomfortable positions mm -hmm. and like you know that eggs are coming in a couple of days. Well, it's funny because I remember I showed you the first picture that she was semi inverted, and you're like, <laughs> "Dude, you, you're like, dude, you got it." And I'm like, "No, no, not yet. We're not sure yet." And you're like, "What?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not sure yet." And then the next picture I sent you, she was fully inverted, and you were like, "Jesus fucking Christ, will you please?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I think I got it." And then like three days later, there were eggs. So, yeah. I I, that has not that has not led me astray. Here we yeah. go. Owen's yeah. got three, three pictures here. Oh, yeah. Yep. I remember these pictures. Yeah. There we go. So once the female, you know, that was her. Usually... Yeah. That was when yeah. I was like, I'm not sure. And you're like, Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> and then two days later, it was look at her. This? God damn it! And then yeah. It was just... <laughs> so it went from this. Yep, to, to this, that, to this, <laughs> to that. So yep. for people that are listening, we're looking at the the what the back third. She's belly yeah, up. Yeah, my gold face. Then female. she's pretty much the and entire she's completely belly inverted, <laughs> except for her head. <laughs> for the first third. Yeah, and then eggs. and then the and then the wow, eggs. Look at those beautiful, nice. Oh eggs. my god, I still have them. How are the babies doing? <laughs> How are they doing? Oh, they're great. They're fantastic. They'll be with me at Hamburg. 
little hellions. You're going to sell some? Or just I, I have two that I'm going to sell. I have a pair that okay. I'm going to sell. Out of 10 babies, I cannot keep them all. So I have one is spoken for. Um, oh, Lisa. really? Um, so oh, okay. Very good. <laughs> See, when you have things I want and I have things you want, I am. It's much easier for me to be like, I'll. You give me that. I'll give you this. So, yeah. What 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 are you trying blackface to get from Lisa? <laughs> ah, gotcha. Lisa's got blackface white lip. I want them. So goldface. See, I like the goldface, but you know, I know. The, well, dude, some of the baby golds are like gold from the head down. Yeah, I, I like. And I'm like, gold. son of a bitch. I know the black's the popular one, and everybody likes that one. But you know, I I always I always like the gold. So yeah, there's one one spoken for for Lisa. The other is I'm doing a swap with Ryan for his golds. Did so, it look like this? I don't know whose picture this was, but I saved it for some reason. Um, <laughs> and then it went to that. I don't think it's that. <laughs> his are captive, born and bred, Ryan. So. Um, <laughs> But this way, he and I can do that and uh, swap it around a little bit, get the bloodlines different, and then, um, and then I have a pair that I'm a, a male and a female I'm keeping for myself. So okay. this year I will have a trio that I will raise up. One will be from Ryan Young's bloodline. Oh, okay, nice. And then that will bring the grand total of gold flakes, white lips in the house to God knows what. Um, three point three. Wow. Yeah. Any bigger house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, That's and, for sure. And then after I do all the that swapping and setting and figuring out which ones are mine, I may have some more that I will release, but I only have a pair that I'm willing to let go right now. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that's a bunch of olives. Do you still need an there olive? Am I holding one back for you? Yeah, you're a male, I think. Male? All right. I'll go downstairs and tag it. I'll pick that one that's really... Uh, there's one mean? really... <laughs> Beautiful. Yes, there's one really mean one. I'm like, why? You're a baby olive python. It'll, it'll come to me and just be <laughs> nice and chill. And Exactly. Um, you gotta. That's how we got to flip it. Yeah, I got you. What about the olives as far as... Uh, are their timing pretty much coincide with your carpets? They're a little bit later. Um, later? But they're... Right on point because I want to say I got the olive eggs like immediately after the white lips. Really? Oh, yeah. The, I'm sorry. Before the olives laid June fourth. Okay. But they but they take longer incubating. So white lips were laid on the tenth. Olives were laid on the fourth. White lips hatched August tenth. Jesus Christ, 60 days, like, to a goddamn day. Um, olives did not hatch until the 19th. I forgot about my other pair. That's a poison ivy, baby. I told you there was four. I told you there was four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said four. I didn't know why I said four, but I, I, I usually, said four. I show Owen these pictures, but I usually don't show other people these pictures. That just is a poison ivy boy. Me. But um, damn, I love so that. just so people can see this, I'm going to explain this. So um, what happens tonight, is Jay. this is when it hatched out. So they hatch mm -hmm. out normal, normal looking. <laughs> and then <Stop> <laughs> they hatch out normal looking. <laughs> and then each time they shed, 
they get more black. This, you see these like you see like in between where it will usually be like um like normal IJ's colors. It just gets darker and darker and darker. Beep. This one is pretty much uh probably down to like the bottom of the white here along like the belly scales almost. Well, and the it's head pretty stamps, much solid black. The head stamps too, with like it had more pattern they in the disappear. head stamps when they hatched. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can see like at the, the it bleeds here, out yeah. slowly disappear. Like, I don't know. So my feeling is, is it's kind of like, it's a, <laughs> Jason's like, what's that? <laughs> it's a poison ivy baby. Poison ivy baby. Um, I think it's similar. This is my theory. I don't know. I'm not going to say this for a hundred percent sure, but my feeling is, is this works like the IMG gene in Boas. Okay. That's my, my thinking is, uh, Quick, everybody look at all the other pictures before he connects them away. That's so you can see this one has a little more. This was another one from the same clutch, but you can see how the head stamp disappeared, and you can see how this one still has a lot of color at the top, right? So, like, the color is still there, like a normal IJ, just kind of dark. But if you look down at the bottom, it's slowly disappearing. Um, That that is impossible. The 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 the, the that um, Lisa has a black white lip that's meaner than the one that she sent me. She sent me this baby girl last year. That is a shade from hell. Like I mean, oh my god! And she is not calmed down. And I feed her all the time. She's just so angry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, For me, that's me saying this. But right. Um, anyway, you're. So this is what a poison ivy baby would look like when it hatches. Hatches, out. yeah. Yes. See what I mean? Yes. The normal IJ. I remember you hatched them. You were like, "Oh shit!" I like this is a big waste of time. Yeah, like, oh god, no. And then, like a couple of shits later, it started getting darker, and you're like, I'm like yes, "Wait, yes. <laughs> what have I done? What have I done?" <laughs> oh, yeah. And that was. Oh, could you imagine if you hadn't? I know you you held back that entire clutch. Could you imagine I've if held you held back all three of those clutches? I know you did, but what <laughs> can you imagine if you didn't? Yeah, I would be kicking myself and people yeah. would be having who knows what would happen. Um somebody yeah. breathed to a jag. But um here you go. Here's another like look how red they are when they hatch out. Like a normal IJ. Yeah, the normal IJ babies. I mean, that thing is smoking hot as red. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. So, yeah, that's the fourth project. But, again, like, I know I'm going to hold on to all those things. So I'm not worried about the market or selling them or, you know. What does this mean? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) It means nothing to you people. Nothing to look at here. (laughs) Carry on. Carry on. Back to what you were doing. For those who don't know who Poison Ivy is, she's just in the same file. So I'll show. There she is. Yeah, she is. You can see she still has the white on her face. But like Lisa, the one thing that I really dig is those black markings mm-hmm. on the labial pits, kind of like Ball and I have. And I love that she sort of retained that white on her face. I never realized labial. how like how little of a head stamp she had. Yeah. Yeah, that like hardly to her too. Yeah, Jesus yeah yeah so i love that snake listen man everybody's got got one snake in their collection that they'd give anything to take but they have back 
I'm yeah. pretty sure I always know which one your answer is. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it. You're like, I um, would cut my, I would pull a Keith and cut my arm off. Yes. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's who I get tattooed on my. Uh, there you on go. My, on my arm. Match me. It'll be my legacy. Covered. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool that she was in the more complete Garbage Python book. Yeah, that is cool. I kind of like that whole way that happened. That would be um, cool if you were able to um get some babies from this year and see how they progress and see if they're even darker, darker, faster. Yeah. I don't know if it'll change. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, one of the other things that is, um, I know we're jumping all over the place, Everywhere. Here, but you can go back. I mean, we've been doing this breeding season episode for 11 years. Me and I've been talking about it. Like we do the same thing, but people always ask us about it. And, you know, um, but one of the things that I always get mistaken is when the female is actually laid eggs and mm-hmm. there's like a certain look to it and that's it, yep. right? The beehive look, um, you know. Which it is so insanely important to make sure that you have a good nest box in for your animal. So right. if you're breeding them in tubs, just pack the, just make the tub the breeding bin. Like you used to just fill them with moss and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time. And it's like, right. figure it out for me. It's, they have those bins 24 seven in their cages throughout the year. And I try yeah. not to disturb them if they're in those bins, because I want them to feel safe in those bins. And that's where I want them to put the eggs. And the biggest thing is that if your female feels like she's going to put the eggs one place, that's your light tent. So that's how I take those black photos. Yeah. <laughs> With that M pen, gorgeous girl. Can that be number five? Um, but um, <laughs> see, see how it gets out of control. See, I, I, I know exactly. So, but you, you, when your girl decides that she's going to put those eggs someplace, like the white lip yeah. kept going underneath the bin and burrowing out a little section. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, please don't put them there. <laughs> like, and I kept, filling in her hole and putting her in the bin and she would go and do something else. And it's like, and she would go put them back under to go underneath the ground. So I knew those eggs were going to get laid underneath that bin. Like I knew yeah. it was going to happen because right. she had decided this is where they were going to go. So you can fight that for a little bit, but then you also don't want to fight it too much because you don't want her to scatter the eggs. You don't want her to do something stupid with the eggs. Also, this was her first time being a mom. So, maybe this year she will put them better. So I will say right when you're getting ready for cool down is when I fill those bins with a ton of moss, a ton of mulch, all this other fun stuff. This way they're all in there and they can make nice little divots because I don't want to go too crazy on that when they're getting ready for eggs. Like I don't want to disturb the nest box when eggs are going to get laid soon. Yeah. Um, Inland. This is the inland male that's going this year. Yes. Going to try to like focus on that red. I love that animal too. That animal is yeah. beautiful. So, um, that's the picture I was looking for as I was going through all those other pictures. Yeah, I get I get distracted easily. Very. Yeah, you're right. Um, I used to, um, I used to do that uh, where I would just flood the whole entire place. That you know the whole mm-hmm. the whole tub with you know spag the moss i used the uh 
I think it's New Zealand sphagnum moss that you could get mm-hmm. on Amazon. You buy it in bricks. Big bag, yeah. You just yeah. use that. The only thing that I would say about maternal incubation that if you are going to do maternal incubation, the one mistake that I did the one year was is that I didn't pay attention to uh, where they were in the room. Mm-hmm. And I sort of got a little cocky with mom is going to be able to do it. And the humidity was off and the eggs uh, desiccated, I guess. is what Dried up. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I would say with MI, you need to take care of the cage and you take care of mom and mom will take care of the eggs. And then it also comes down to whether you were going to feed her or not. I fed, which is great because my mom took a giant shit right on top of the eggs, which was just fantastic. Um, and then also I did, I did have not- an egg, I did have an egg go bad. So I, I was too. able, yep, I was able to get that. It was a really crappy slug egg that was molding up. It was the top one. Um, I was able to get that off the clutch when I caught her off the eggs. Was able to remove that, clean off the crap she put on them, and then put the eggs back. And she wrapped them around, took care of them all the way till hatching. Um, as far as humidity goes, I didn't have to worry about that too much with my girl. She had a big water bowl near her, and those cages were pretty, I don't want to say humid, but they they didn't seem to be bothered or anything like that. But it is something you have to watch. You know, just because mom has them doesn't mean everything's perfect. So So what I did with that is is that I would say, so for me, right, Mm. um, I'm, I'm starting to think that humidity in carpet pythons is one of those weird topics that i think it's one of those ones that we said if it's not broke don't fix it right yeah Mm -hmm. um i don't know obviously i don't think that they necessarily have to have it Mm -hmm. but i wonder if it doesn't make them healthier and what i mean by that is like uh, and this i'm getting to what i did with maternal incubation is that when I, I would make sure the humidity in my room was good and I didn't worry so much about the cage. Right. So rather than, you know, spraying the cage down and stuff like that, I, I never really do it. I make sure that she had a big water ball because here's one of the observations that I witnessed is that the female would sometimes leave the eggs and she would go into the water bowl, but she didn't go to drink. She would just kind of like go in and out. Mm-hmm. She just kind of mm-hmm. like went in. Cruise through the water. Out, and she got, she was wet and then she went and wrapped the eggs. Right. So the mm-hmm. idea that eggs can't get wet, I don't know. <laughs> she, she <wet> them. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, she, she would wrap them again. Um, I also saw where, um, I saw this with IJs and I think maybe they need a little more humidity is my thinking, but yeah, I could be wrong. Anyway, she would tuck the head down into the coil mm-hmm. Um, almost like she was breathing, you know, uh, onto the eggs and tightening it up to sort of create humidity within her coils. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that. I've seen it where she's actually they the female actually scooped up the eggs and, and kind moved of moved them. them. Yeah, <laughs> she like beehive below mm-hmm. them and then moved them because. And I think the first year I did it, <laughs> I kept moving. So I, the first year I did it, I, I had a big cage. And I had a, a, a heat lamp above it. Mm-hmm. 
and I kept putting the egg box right under the heat lamp. And eggs she kept equal, moving eggs it. need to be warm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking like, well, they have to be warm. And she kept moving it and I would move it back and she would move it the other way and I would move it back. And then I, would, I said, what the, what is this snake doing? Why does it keep doing it? And then I thought about, because at the time I wasn't thinking like the mm-hmm. snake, no, like the snake is doing what the snake knows to do like so she's trying she's like no you stupid no you stupid monkey monkey. (laughs) (laughs) the box goes here stop trying to kill the goddamn babies (laughs) so she kept moving the box and then finally i stopped doing anything just to see what happened and then she went into the box yeah and then she she was lay the egg (laughs) but she kept moving that box and it was like so where like a little corner of the box was underneath the heat lamp, but like enough of it more was in the cold side. And yeah. I, my feeling was is that, um, you know, she could control it better when it's lower rather mm-hmm. than her trying to make it cooler. She could she could easily make it warmer by, you know, so carpet switching and stuff like that. Do yeah. this twitch thing mm-hmm. where they can sort of like raise the temperature of the egg. If you look in the more complete carpet python, the guys in there have like some awesome graphs and stuff where they show like one of the cool graphs I saw. And again, it's just anecdotal, anecdotal, oh, I can't anecdotal, say it. anecdotal <laughs> evidence, that damn Philly accent. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, you can see where there's um, a little bit of a difference between the babies that were maternally incubated as far as weight goes. Mm-hmm. Whether that means anything, I don't know. But I know it as well. I know a couple other people like Balin. He said the same thing. I think Mike Curtin said the same thing because he did a lot of maternal incubation as well. Um, but I saw no difference, but I've only done one did, maternal yeah. incubated clutch. Yeah. yeah. Of so, course you wouldn't see a difference. Of no, course of course not. Yeah. Of course like, you, no, of course you would be this way. <laughs> Why must you be this way? But you they, must be against Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that my girl was off her eggs like clockwork. I would catch her off the eggs in the morning. She'd be on top of her bin basking under the heat, um, the radiant heat panel. And then I'd see her back off the eggs towards nighttime when stuff had started dropping. It's like, so she was coming out right when it was starting to get really warm and she was warming herself up to go back on those eggs. And then she'd try to get one more good soak of warmth before nighttime. And then she'd be on the eggs all night. Yeah. I've seen, so when I had diamond crosses that I bred, mm-hmm. um, the one thing I noticed about them that it's different than the other carpets that I bred, maternal incubation, is that that female would actually come out and bask. Mm-hmm. And she would leave those. At, like, I didn't see that with IJs and stuff. I would see them do more of, like, the water thing. Um, it seemed like they were more focused on the humidity uh, more so than the uh, the temperature part of, right. of it, because my room was always like eighty degrees, so mm-hmm. it was kind of like already in that in that spot, um, you know, give or take. Um, but um, and even in the complete, the more complete carpet, um, you can see the graphs of like some of the maternal incubations where you see the fluctuation in the temperature. You know, mm-hmm. we're I think we have this idea. It's like. 87.2 degrees that's and that's how it for, is right set it through. and forget it like no yeah. it's, <laughs> well it's to be um, honest i i almost want to go lower and slower with uh olives because yeah. this is the first year i had where those all those olive babies came out healthy 
I didn't have any DOAs and they all absorbed all of their yolks. Now this was a completely different female than I had from the other two seasons. So that could be part of it. The Mm -hmm. other part is that maybe they just, I know they take longer than other pythons, but maybe it takes, maybe they should have a little bit of a lower temp too. Maybe. Yeah. I promise that I have not had none of my olive pythons are very good mothers. They don't coil their eggs. So I can't be like, all right, you do it this year. They're just like, I'm like, Oh, well, it's kind of like water pythons, right? They Mm. sort of, uh, I know shine had a paper where he was saying about how the, the moms would leave the eggs Mm -hmm. uh, when they get close when they were getting close because um, the thinking was, is that I guess that the temperature where they're from is more stable. So it's, it's not as much of a swing and uh, you know, I guess they got to get out feeding or, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, but um, it's pretty interesting. Um, You know, that's another thing about um, just on a side note, breeding diamond pythons. I have in my notes that there was a paper um, that it's um, it was observed that unlike other carpets, males will tolerate each other with diamond pythons. Um, they have even shown to share areas where uh, with males as well as females when they're courting. So it's like one to one male for no one female, one to five males for each female. Cool. So almost like, well, not really like garter snakes because there's what thousands of them all over, all over um, one male, <laughs> like over one female. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh, and you got a question real quick I here. Do. Greg. Oh, sorry. Oh. So, uh, did I breed my Chinese king rats like the American colubrids? My Chinese king rats a little weird. So they are in the python room, but they are in cages that have no heat. So they are at the mercy of whatever the python room temperature is. During the summer, that's obviously high 80s and, you know, low 70s at night because they don't have the radiant heat panels that help keep the python cages in that, you know, same kind of temperature. Uh, when it comes to breeding season, I'll actually open up the python room to the outdoor rooms and things like that. So we'll get a little bit cooler because I do need it to get down into the 70s um, and lower. Actually, it's easier to get the room down lower uh, and then let the heat panels keep everybody at 70 than it is to anything else. So um, they will go lower than say the normal pythons, but they will not go as low as say the colubrids who are out on the other room uh, completely away from other heat sources. So I would say that they would kind of go to uh, where my colubrids outside the room would go down into say like the 50s almost 60 50s these guys would kind of stay closer to we'll say high 60s at nighttime and then it depends on whatever the room gets to in during the day so the hot spots in the cages for the pythons will still get it up into 84 i don't think that would get the whole room into the 80s but i would say high 70s okay but as far as feeding same approach to the mad hogs and some of the other larger colubrid species. It's just, I turn off the food right now. And then uh, when I, before I do introductions, I will feed um, some larger meals um, or larger size meals, just so nobody hurts each other. And then they'll do introductions. 
So yeah, I'm looking forward to pairing them up again this year too, because I got the one clutch and I only got, I'm sorry, I got two clutches. I got one clutch and then I got a double clutch and I had a lot of eggs that were slugs, but then I got that one hypo. So I'm hoping I can do it again and get some more hypos. And it's weird because when they come out, they're like this creamy kind of color, like creamy orange. And then like, yeah. And then the hypo was like off white. And I'm like, well, one of these things is not like the others. Like it was, (laughs) (laughs) I know one of these is not correct. So yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. So you are, are, were they, are they considered difficult to breed? Mm. That, that species? <laughs> you don't know? Nah, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of did it. Like, it was like, it was one of those, I wasn't sure. And I spoke with, I think it was actually Stephen Katz. Um, Because he, he and I he were talking. Too? What? He bred them too? I don't know if he has them. I think he has an uncle that has them. Oh, okay. Um, And he and I were just kind of talking about them. And... I, I I went on to the the page that they, he suggested for me the, about Chinese king rats, and I'm taking a look and I'm like, well, like shit, I guess they are big enough. And then I think I mentioned it to Rob, and he's like, hell yeah, go for it. And I'm like, yes. So it was, <laughs> he's like, they're big enough, try it. And I'm like, yeah, all right. And then I did it, and I was I was not expecting eggs. I didn't see any locks. I didn't see any interest. I didn't see any death <laughs> so or destruction. So I was shocked as anything when I, when I found the eggs, I was not expecting it. Nice. Nice. So, but this year, um, uh, we're, I'm trying the false water cobra this year. Oh, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, now did they, how are they bred? More like a tropical species? <laughs> or, who knows? <laughs> you better listen to Galuber. I know radio. I need to go and work on this shit. <laughs> like, like I was, I know I have what I have a thinking, I have an idea of what I would do with them, but I really need to sit down and just follow through with somebody else's stuff. So um, this weekend was my plan to sit down and go through a lot of the fringe species that I don't have plans for yet mm-hmm. and write up the plans because we're getting to the point where, you know, I got to start turning, turning stuff off. And and what's funny is that I got the blonde, blonde Madagascar hog nose to breed last year by not treating them like colubrids. I had to bring okay. them into the python room and shove them into the male python rack where they would have the fluctuation of – because I have animals in that rack that maybe aren't of size, males that are still growing. So they still have the normal python fluctuation, 70, 80, stuff like that. And that's what got the blonde hog nose to breed. Okay. So I was probably, I'm probably going to attack the same way with the speckled hog nose. Okay. If I can get all three mad hogs in one year, I'll retire from Madagascar hog nose. Will you? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be the end of it. I'll, I'll, I'll plant my flag and move on. (laughs) Right on. Um, Well, we're almost at two hours. I guess I would say this, right? So yep. we have uh, a show. We have a guest uh, this, the, well, Thursday, which would be next Tuesday, uh, lined up. Then we have... Um, oh, sweet God. The 8th is yeah. would be, well, the, the 13th would be uh, another episode. And then the... Are we going to do the 13th? I guess no, we won't. That'll be the holiday show. Yeah. So we'll do the holiday show live 
on the 13th, right? Yes. Wait, okay. do we want to do it on the 13th? Do we want to make it a Friday so we don't have to go in hungover to the next day? Oh, sure. You don't yeah. have to go in hungover. Listen, I can- <laughs> listen. <laughs> well, you are a little bit of an amateur when it comes uh, don't to be like, Don't be like this. <laughs> So yeah, I guess we can do it. We can do it it. like a Saturday or something. Yeah, I work on the week. Oh, the whole weekend. (laughs) Yeah, the whole weekend. Jesus. All right. Yeah, we can do the thirteenth. We can do that. Okay. I'll just won't drink that much. Don't you work at home? (laughs) (laughs) Like, come on, man. You're becoming an old man. No, no, no. I'm feeling personally attacked here. You know. Uh, so we'll do the holiday show on the 13th. Our airing of grievances. Yep, that's uh, gonna be one of know, them. Apparently, um, I got a nice uh, whiskey ready to go. Uh, like the Ipers my, know how my great ice in I my glass. Yeah, yes, uh-huh. <laughs> how nice I get and, yep. uh, when I'm drinking the whiskey. Yeah. Uh, which is what kind of whiskey again? Which one? Oh, uh, the one in your flask. The one no, the not the dugout whiskey. Uh, no, no, it's the um, it's the uh, it's uh, what is it? Salted caramel. Uh, it's the Tennessee salted whiskey. caramel. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's the elixir. It's quite it's delicious. It. That's my that's my father in law's brew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll pick our favorite. You know, we'll go down our list of favorites of favorite shows, favorite topics. Talk about what we're going to do in twenty twenty three. Yeah. Where we are, yeah. what's happening, <laughs> what's staying, what's going, all those mm-hmm. type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it should be uh, <laughs> it should be fun. Um, and I guess Owen has promised that Carpet Fest will be revealed. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> oh, Shit! Dear, oh dear. I mean, that much time. <laughs> all right, I guess we better figure out what we're I doing we're as far as a meeting. <laughs> yeah. Gonna have to figure that out quick. Yeah, very um, quickly. <laughs> I was gonna say, so I, I you know, if uh, how about this? We'll do this. Yeah. If any of the Patreons, the patrons, have patrons. any other questions about breeding, uh, send it to me or Owen, and we'll do an episode specifically on those questions. Yep. Um, we'll do a breeding question show. Yeah. So put your questions together, and uh, you know whether it's about Pairing, maternal incubation, uh, you know, incubating feeding. eggs, feeding babies, selling babies, setting up babies, shooting uh, babies. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Anything's know, all, all everything's those, fine. <clears throat> getting tricky babies to eat, you know, any any of those things, whatever, uh, yep. whatever you got. Um, and then uh, I guess we'll do it all over again for year, what twelve? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh God! How many more years on my sentence? What what did I do? <laughs> they love you too much, Owen. You mm. can't. You can't uh, mm. Until you stop breeding, like you do, you're locked <laughs> yeah, in, I don't, bro. I don't mean to. <laughs> I, I don't know what I did either. <laughs> uh, That's the biggest thing when you have a good year. The following year, you're like, oh shit! I have <laughs> to. I have to repeat what I did on a couple of these things. So. Yeah, I don't know as far as the rest of the pods on the network, as far as what they're taking off. Um, but I think pretty much that last week of December, everything's going to be shut down. Yeah, 
go we'll go do something else. Go find something else to do. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll come be back. right back. Okay. Here's another questions I have hmm. for the patrons. Maybe that some of the old archived episodes. Do you want me to put them up over there so you can listen to the ones that you can't yeah. listen to anymore? Do you yeah. think that they would like that? Let's see. No, we'd have to remaster them first. They're all crap. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying to Owen today, my my video skills are on the blog talk uh, level at the moment. <laughs> but, uh, slowly progressing up. We'll get there. You know. Um, but uh, yeah. God. So uh, yeah, um, I think that's all I got. Don't forget, we have um, we have the coffee. Mm, it's good. Oh. You drank it? Yeah, I made I made a I made a batch of cold brew with it, and it it, it, it the the flavor remains even if it's cold. Like yeah, it was nice. good. Yeah. So we have the uh, NPR blend carpets and coffee uh, from Cold Blooded Caffeine, uh, coldbloodedcaffeine.com. Uh, don't forget that they donate a dollar of every bag sold uh, to wildlife conservation um, in the coffee producing countries that they buy from. Um, so, which is cool. Um, we have an affiliate link, so you can click on that link. And if you use the NPR code at checkout, you get 10% off your order. Um, cool. Yeah. So uh, I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, so you can check that out there and um, yeah. And then follow us on, um, you know, all the socials and, um, I'm bring a bag. I'm going to bring a bag with me to uh, Hamburg and I'll tell point people to, uh, to the website and see how many we can get some bags sold. So back. Yeah, I got to, uh, so I got the flu over the weekend. So, mm-hmm. um, kind of put me out of, out of, you know, commission for like four days. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to get, uh, I'm waiting to get, uh, the info for the calendar back and I'll yep. get those going and whatnot. Yep. Um, so cool. stay tuned for that. And I think that's all I got. Go ahead, Owen. I know you got a show. I got it. Hamburg this Saturday, December 3rd. Uh, if you're listening to this after the third, sorry. Um, if it's no, this before, is gonna go in podcast tonight. So. Sweet. All right. Yeah. So stop stop by. Um, I'll be there setting up with uh next to me will be Jason Balin. Uh and I think Eric Kolick's gonna be there. I'm not exactly sure, but definitely uh jump in that. Um and then uh what I'll have there is going to be uh, carpet pythons. I'm bringing some white lips, some olives, some Madagascar hognose, and some Chinese king rats. So definitely check that out. Uh, and then uh, for us, you can go to the Teespring store, get all your gear. There's rogue reptile stuff, EB Morelia stuff, carpet fest stuff, as well as the um, carpets and coffee NPR. So definitely check on that. And yeah. Uh oh. Lisa said our link is broken for the Oh, store. no. Yeah. We have to up the game. I see. This is why I can't breed snakes. I got. I got too many things to pay attention to. Damn it! Where's the interns? <laughs> the, the, this. The, I hope like, Lisa has just earned Lucas a beating. So you know, I might make just, Lisa an intern. What the heck? Lisa could probably do a better job. <laughs> yeah, she would be on uh, the ball. Damn intern! <laughs> First off, he's not here when we need him. Second off, things yeah. are broken on the ship that we didn't know are broken. <laughs> So all I right. still love the little guy though. Anyway, we're going to be doing carpets and coffee this Friday. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, so we'll catch everybody then in the meantime, uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch everybody uh, next week for some more Amelia Python radio. Good night.